So our Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book, is currently out at bluerosemag.com. It is $19.99, so get your copy today as supplies are very limited and will be running out very soon. So if you haven't got your copy today, go to bluerosemag.com today. Welcome to this week's edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Brian Kazaskin. Beside me, as always, is... Ben Durant. Hello, Ben. Hello, Brian. How are you? <laughs> good. Good, good. It's like, we, it's like we didn't say a word to each other until we walked into this this uh, recording studio, and uh, and that's it. Oh, yeah, right. I'm ruining the magic. The magic. We don't say a word to each other. Oh. Sometimes I don't know if we're ever gonna get. Sometimes I don't know if we're ever gonna get a show done because we spent so much time talking before the show, and I'm like, why are we not recording this? And so, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I know we do. I was being facetious. We do a lot of I know, talking. I know you were. I, I know. I know you were. I don't know if the audience knows, but we do spend a good portion talking, and then we're like, oh wait, we have to do a show. <laughs> Or at least we should be recording what we're talking about. Yeah, we should. Yeah. From now on, we should. We could be like a bloopers episode. Right. Or oh, man. Behind the curtain Sounds of good. Twin Peaks Unwrapped. Yeah, we could talk about how when we do interviews, how how long does it take me to try to uh, work the phone? That would be comical. <laughs> that would yeah. Be. So this is episode 18. Yes, episode 18. Um, This is sort of like... That last episode was that transition episode I, I mentioned, how you could have cut the black after saying goodbye to Lucy, and then all of a sudden the show picks up, and I really feel this episode, this show feels different. Yeah. The the Leland, no more Leland, no no more Palmers. It just feels like a different show almost. Yeah. With familiar characters. Right. So I, I, I should have asked you in the last episode... So you watch that episode with uh, Leland dying, yeah. and they're, uh, Cooper is asking in the woods, what's happened to Bob now? Where did you think the show was going to go after that? Like, what in your imagination, before you saw episode 17, where did you think the show would go? Um, because the supernatural and the mystery, I thought Cooper would stay on the rest of the show looking for Bob. Yeah. Because Bob is a figure. And we know that, you know, we, we've talked about the duality, but in this show, it's depicted as Bob exists outside of Leland. Mm-hmm. And Bob left. And yeah. they would be like, where did he go? We need to find him. We need to capture him. Or we need to figure out what to do with him. Right. That's where I kind of thought it would go. Right. And it didn't go in that direction. No, it didn't. <laughs> and it's funny because I, I, I think, in, like, in the um, the Hayward home after the funeral, the, the reception, I think Cooper says something like, uh, he's gone forever, like that Bob or something like but that. But he doesn't or, know that. He doesn't know that. Maybe he's just trying to comfort her. But I was kind of like, yeah. I mean, I they, they almost forgot the whole episode. They barely talked about it. Bob, he, Cooper mentions Bob at the campfire with Major Briggs. But it's yeah. pretty much... Yeah, it's pretty much kind of like, okay, we have this big, we have all this big stuff happening, and now we're back to a regular show. And it's, it's, they it, gave you all new writers you, came in or no, something. No, I something. Or, yeah, I mean, how do you top that, too, though? How do you top the Leland's death and everything that happened, or even Maddie's uh, killing? I mean, it was for the, there was a few episodes that was just bam, 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 and then to go and say, okay, we, we're doing a new mystery. We can't, I, they can't have, you know, 
uh, I think missing. every episode can't be, uh, you know, something like that. So it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. And that was like the huge, the huge fall. And then all of a sudden, now you're like, when's the next big, uh, you know, fall? And we're gonna scream and yell. Yeah, yeah but like, you got, oh, you, but you're not wait. gonna get, you're not gonna get that fall until you actually have to first go up and exactly. And, go and it's the, gonna be a long build. I'm yeah. assuming a nice long burn. Right. So. And, and and I think I've said before, sometimes it's. It's too bad shows can't do what they can do today. Like today, yeah. we don't have to do twenty-two episodes. They, we have plenty of shows that can do ten episodes, eight. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's shows that don't even do ten episodes, eight episodes. And and if they could have done what they did with the first season, where there was like seven episodes, perfect. It would it would have ended with the whole uh, Leland dying, and and then they could start season three, and then we can kind of get the new mystery going yep. on. But it was it's a lot to ask a it show is. like this to do twenty-two shows, especially and, when your showrunners are doing other things. Like, yeah, you know, uh, well, not showrunners, but you know, well, the, some of the creators, the original creators, yeah. Mark Frost is 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 now at this time working on a movie. I, David, it's, it's not clear what David Lynch is doing because yeah. a lot of times they would say it's Wild at Heart, but he actually was filming Wild at Heart uh, during the first season. So it, I I'm still not clear exactly what David Lynch is. I mean, David Lynch is here. He he shows up mm-hmm. in, in, in in this episode. In this episode, at least for his voice does. So he's yep. he he's he is a presence. From time to time, but yeah, we do have new showrunners. I mean, and uh, I mean, or at least not sure. There's other people to kind of taking over. I yeah. mean, Harley Payton is working on a Bob Angles. They're they're the executive producers on this. So I mean, I I don't want to be a downer on this. I love this show. I think I think some of the great things they did with the mythology. Mm-hmm. I love this whole like you know the White Lodge. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and this mystery in the woods and giving us uh, giving us some uh, new mysteries to yeah. latch on to. So this is episode 18. It was written by Barry Paul. Directed by Dwayne Dunham, and Dwayne Dunham was the one that did the first episode, not the pilot, but the first episode. He was the editor for, I believe, he's the editor for the pilot, or he edited it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so it's interesting to see he's directing again. It aired on December fifteenth, nineteen ninety. The rating is seven point nine, and it placed sixty-seven for the week. Sixty. Well, that's. I think well, it was sixty-five the week. Before, I, think I thought it was seventy-four or, 74. or seventy something. Okay, so maybe oh. we went up. Yeah, you know why they're like, oh, they find out the killer. Maybe something else will happen. Right. Yeah. I always have trouble. I mean, we don't need to get this too much. I always have trouble with with the whole Nelsons or Nielsen's and the stuff. Nielsen ratings, Nielsen yeah. ratings, because you only have a select group. And are you getting? I mean, I think it's not a true I think the rating. young people were really into this show, and I yeah. think there was a huge following. And and you don't get yeah. I agree. All my when I was younger, I got onto the weird shows, and the weird shows never. I mean, X Files got to hang around for a very long. Can you believe time, it? I mean, but... sometimes you look back and say, "Wow, that show was able to last nine yeah. seasons and stuff." And it's actually amazing that that show. I, know. I mean, it was on Fridays and it went to Sundays, and it was all. It was. It, they did a lot to that show, but and somehow it was kept. It was able to keep going. And it stuff. stayed. Yeah. yeah, I kept it. Um, but you're right. Yeah, I think that the audience who had Nielsen rating boxes probably weren't the people that. It was aimed for. Yeah. Or the people that were being attracted to it. Right. You know, maybe they didn't know who their audience was going to be, but then I think that audience came to the show and loved it and embraced it. Yeah. And, you know, it was in the mainstream audience. I mean, I think it had that appeal over that summer, like, who's the killer? And everybody's right. talking about it. That water cooler the next day. Yeah. And, then, and we're on Saturdays now. The show is on Saturdays. So oh. also you can't, 
It's uh, you know, it's a show. I think I think at some point I'll tell you that I missed one episode during the whole airing. That and must it was, have killed you. It killed me. And it's like and like it's not like I can go to internet and and mm. find a place to get the episode or something yeah. like that. I had to wait for it to come out on VHS to find that one. Like yeah. to me, it was like the missing episode and stuff. The missing but pieces. I think I, think I I think I was at a school dance or something. I went Aww. to a school dance and that's why I missed the episode. But I it was one of these things where sometimes it was uh, preempted and it, I mean it, we'll get to a point where the golf. War the first Gulf War happens oh. and the show is postponed a few times. So you gave up Twin Peaks for a school dance band? I don't know what happened. <laughs> maybe, maybe I was forced to it. Maybe I was at gunpoint and had to go to the dance. You must go to this dance. <laughs> like, no, I, I really think I want to believe what happened was I didn't know it was on. I, I don't know what. I happened. want to believe that. Let's believe That's that. The- <laughs> believe that you didn't know it was going to be I, on. TV guy told me something wrong or something. He didn't tell me it was going to be on. So the, anyways, guy. let's get into this episode. So it starts off with James Hurley on his bike. And what, why don't we play just like literally like a one second just to get a sense. It's the classic music. Yes. And then we, yeah, that's, I remember, I mean, I don't love this at all. I don't. I don't. Okay. So Twin Peaks has gone back to the music where it represents a certain uh, person. Hmm. And you hear this music. When you see um, Nadine. Yes. And you hear this music with James. It's kind of James is the James Dean. He's too cool. Right. He's like, he's driving by himself. He's on his bike. He's just going where the road takes him. It's strange though, it. to, to be, you're right. It's for, it, both of these characters, this music comes in. And it's kind of strange. Ha- like, it almost maybe, maybe it makes more sense for him than Nadine or I don't know. But, it's like 1950s yeah. rockabilly feel to it and it doesn't go anywhere you just see him on his bike i guess you're just establishing that he's uh, he's uh yeah you know he's kind of off finding himself or something And before we get we dive into more of this i just want to mention the long lady um the long lady before this is the long lady intros before the episode yep yep she mentions chess Chess and art metaphor, which hmm. David Lynch is an artist. He is, which which is interesting. I didn't. Right. I if I didn't know that about him, I would have not have thought about that. Um, they talk about chess, um, how to make your move in life, hmm. and then they use art as a metaphor, and then about setting oneself up for the next move in life. Like hmm. you're setting yourself. You ever hear that expression? Set, setting yourself up for success. Yeah. That's what I thought about. Huh. Um, and then she ends up with this really bad joke. Um, she goes, a kid in high school, a, a, a kid in high school doesn't like high school because it's the principal of it or something. Uh, it was so cheesy. It's like, oh. Um, now, don't talk bad about it. This is David Lynch who wrote this script. I know, I know. <laughs> and he directed every Log Lady intro. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, but it was cool. It was a cool. So, you know, you think about people are setting themselves up in life for the next move. And just like last episode, like it was sort of about, um, you know, putting yourself, making these connections, moving life, like make it simple. Right. You, you're doing stupid things. You're going to make your life complicated. Yeah. So it's kind of going this pattern. And and it's interesting. I mean, I definitely am seeing this with Cooper. I mean, Cooper is kind of like... He's in a place where, like, he's trying to find himself. Yeah. Like, it's a, like he, he's been, he, you know, he's no, like, right now he's suspended from the FBI. So, in a way, he he's like, I think he's probably wrestling with, do I want to still be an FBI agent? Or, like, what's my what, next move in life? What's my, yeah. Yep. So, this, so the scene we're now in is uh, uh, Mrs. Briggs, Betty Briggs, is, is talking to, I believe, Cooper. 
and Harry about Major Briggs, and they're trying to find out why he's been gone missing. And he Do you want to bring up some audio? Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off. No, he does this Man, a lot. That's hard to say. So, Betty, you're saying this behavior is part of the way the Major operates. And he just kind of goes missing. Let me ask you this. Did he leave suddenly? Yes, he did. We were speaking philosophically, and I left the campsite to answer the call of nature. When I returned, he was gone. Mm, the fact that you were in the woods is very significant. Yeah, and and say why, and that's she's he, she then goes on to say that he he obsessed about the woods yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and um, yeah, I feel like the log lady would have an answer, right? For for this, why why uh where where uh, he went or why he disappeared? Maybe yeah, because it's the whole woods and she lives in the woods and she knows what the log and right yeah. I kind of feel like if they went to the log lady, I wonder if she would have an answer. And yeah, yeah. the log lady's log wanted Major Briggs to have to know information. It's true. She has yeah. Get, she she, has ha- she did say deliver the message when mm. he had that printout of the owls are not what they see. Yeah, Cooper. 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 So I kind of feel like... I think you're right. I totally think that if they went to see the long lady, she might have some cryptic... Yeah. Uh, some messages for her and stuff. Yeah. For, for Cooper and... Yeah. So, I mean, it's intriguing, though, to see that Major Briggs definitely, you know, he there he's definitely, whether it be part of his work, that something to do with the woods. Like, he's de- maybe... He seems to be investigating it and that he's gone missing before. And what it's hard to say is, is, is he gone missing in the same scenario that there's a white light? Like, it goes back to the, yeah. what we're talking about. Is it alien abductions and stuff? But uh, The hooded owl yeah. figure. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, maybe, uh, oh, and then uh, Gordon is back. David Lynch is back as Gordon. Yes. Over the intercom. And he's giving him his full support. Yep. Oh, there's a wedding. Which is a side note about the wedding with the mayor's. Is it the Bro- mayor or the mayor's it's brother? It's the mayor, mayor's, mayor's brother. brother. Yeah. yeah. And he and the and yeah and that brother is marrying a very young woman and stuff. Yes, yeah. a gold digger. I think this is his fifth wedding and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You want to bring up some uh some yes. Gordon Cole? Distance. I hope I didn't cut it off. Temp. <laughs> Lucy's helping out with the Milford wedding. Hmm. Coop, where are we? This is Gordon Cole calling from Bend, Oregon. How you doing, Gordon? Coop, I just called to say that you have my full support in this investigation business. These are hard times, but we get through them. Thank you, Gordon. It ranks poor with me, too. <laughs> now, Coop, is any of this true? Double homicide? Stolen drugs? Storming a whorehouse? It's all a bunch of hogwash. And I have to tell you, the Drug Enforcement Agency is starting to nose around. They're sending down a top dog to investigate the drug angle. Who are they sending? It's Gordon. <laughs> it's Gordon Cole. Who's the agent? Oh, Dennis Bryson. It's Bryson. He's a good man, Harry. No nonsense. Don't let him rattle you, Coop. These guys make a living looking through other people's drawers. We've all had our socks tossed around. From time to time, couple of words of advice. Let a smile be your umbrella. So that that whole uh, be, let your smile be in your umbrella is mm-hmm. not in the script, and I think Lynch probably ad libbed that part. Which I I love that the whole idea of yeah. let your smile be your umbrella. That you know you can get through hard times. And Cooper does not look. I like the old apple. I didn't even know. 
I just I, I don't Apple think computer? I noticed it until like, we just saw that 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 was an Apple computer. That's Apple funny. word processor. Wow, FBI using Apple. Yeah. Even back then, Apple was getting uh, well, some, high praise. Yeah. <laughs> so Cooper is now going back before uh, Roger to, to to and he and basically. Cooper's not going to defend himself. He thinks that he, you know, you it'll know all work out. It's the duality comes back into play that Andy is using kindness to get Lucy back with Dick. And now you have Cooper using the fact that he's not going to fight. And Yeah, in a way that he thinks that, you know, he, he, he he's believes not, that by yeah. by his merits and his, he's already a good person that somehow that will shine through yep. this this nonsense or this stuff that you know this yeah yeah and he, the guy says how come you're not standing up for yourself right um you know you're not even trying um and i think cooper is just like well i mean i always kind of think that you know like he he just feels that it's gonna work itself out yeah you wanna, yeah we can bring up some so i've been doing a lot of thinking lately and I've started to focus out beyond the edge of the board at a bigger game. What game? The sound wind makes through the pines. That's the sense of animals, what we fear in the dark, and what lies beyond the darkness. It's almost like he's, he's he's actually he's reflecting on himself. It's like the inner. He's kind of like looking deep within himself to say, mm. "Who am I as a person?" He's an owl. <laughs> I don't think he's scared. No, uh, but he's looking the world with love. Yeah, seeing beyond fear right. with love, and, and that's I, what that was. Yeah, we were talking about yes. that in the, in the script last week. Yep. That uh, fear and love. And yeah, that, like he feels. That's what I got. But or Bob is in him. And Bob's talking. I don't know. Well, Bob is love. Bob is love. Oh, I don't know. But all we need is love. Yeah. John Lennon has went into the body of Cooper. Um, but like, um, it's almost like he's going through a midlife crisis in some ways, and that yeah, he's. Yeah, but I mean, really, do? he's he's kind of re- looking at things, and really, when he's talking about that wind, to me, he's saying, "I'm I'm seeing how how wonderful this town is, and yeah. I value this, and I value this maybe even more, possibly more than the FBI. I value this, and and then you know, he as he leaves, he looks at his uh his gun and uh, his and badge. badge again, and again, it's almost like he's kind of lo- he 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 looks at it for a good second or two and kind of like is this what i even want and yeah stuff, but. yeah and then we go back to nadine which we don't need to discuss the fact that nadine is fancying She's mike high she loves she yeah. likes mike i and, always told you mike would come back <laughs> yeah and, and mike does not want anything to do with nadine and donna is basically like she asked permission from donna hey are you seeing mike still no well how can you date mike if you're with ed well Mike's at school and Big Ed's at home and Ed doesn't go out and he acts like my father and Mike's here and he's fun and cool. And that's, you know, 90210, Saved by the Bell, Twin Peaks edition. You know, it's really, I mean, that's... Pr- and she's basically asking Donna for permission yeah. to date Mike and yeah. stuff, even though Mike doesn't know it. And, yeah. yeah, and he has he doesn't want to date someone that looks like his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Does, does his mom have, wear a patch? Yeah. <laughs> or a woman who wears a patch in high school. Oh. But I have to say, this makes Nadine's character more like likable, of her being in high school. Like, she seems 
like not as crazy. It's weird. Yeah. When she was crazy, I didn't like her, but now she's even crazier. But I right. seem to like her character more. But she, I mean, she's crazy, but she's like a young kid. You know, I mean, yeah. maybe that's why we can accept it a little bit more because she's she's playing a younger character yeah. and and how. In a way, she's innocent. She's just an innocent, you know, high young school high school student yeah. who wants to date a football player. Yep. I mean, yeah. And likes to throw people. And likes to throw people. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm going to go back and just mention there was some other unseen uh, script dialogue of Cooper. And I think he was talking with, uh, with Harry. And he says, Harry, nine years ago I joined the Bureau because I felt it was the strongest statement I could make about a man, about the man. I wanted to become and the world I wanted to live in. And now, suddenly all this that brushed aside. I have absolutely no responsibilities, nothing to do. And it feels fantastic. Mm. So, I mean, again, I mean, this is this is not this is not canon, but he seems to be saying in the script that in a way there's kind of a this it's kind of a, a great weight lifted, weight lifted that yeah. he's like he doesn't have this responsibility of being an FBI agent that he can do whatever he wants now and yeah. whether that means you know he goes somewhere else and does something or if he stays in Twin Peaks but uh yeah that's yeah. cool um the whole James uh, I mean James it, James James has left Twin Peaks yeah I don't know I don't I'm not a fan of this side story yeah uh, the woman you know. She, you know, she she looks like she's gonna she's preying on this high school student, and he's getting a beer. He's got to be eighteen, right? Because at the time, I think drinking age was eighteen. And um, nineteen ninety, you think so? I don't know. Yeah, I think well, eighteen used to be the drinking age, huh? Because they didn't change that till later on to twenty one. Interesting. Yeah, I, I believe so. I don't um, remember that because I mean, I well, so I was fifteen. So what, maybe by the time I was eighteen, they it, changed it. Or I don't know. Yeah. I know I couldn't drink till I was twenty-one. But that, again, that would have been, you know, it would have been another six years. So yeah, but, yeah. But in nineteen ninety, well, the drinking age must have been eighteen because all these kids seemed to drink. <laughs> because Bobby was at the bar. Right. Bobby was at a bar drinking I beer. I think they drink soda. I think yeah, it's not soda. It's a beer. <laughs> all right. And so. So here's the thing. I mean, here's yeah. the thing. I mean, I think they're trying to do something different with this character, and, and in some ways, maybe have him still trying to deal with the loss of his girlfriend, Laura Palmer, by but having an affair with a married woman who's blonde who's, and I mean, but it looks like Laura. Maybe, but but I mean, I think my my issue is like, why why are we telling stories that are not in Twin Peaks? I mean, the show is called Twin Peaks, and he leaves the town to do other things. But maybe they were going to give him a spinoff like Joey and Friends. <laughs> And it's going to be like the other Twin Peaks. You, know, you, you kid around, but I think there was actually a discussion about possibly oh, doing that. Where James stuff. is off on his own. I don't know. On yeah. the road with yeah. James. What's his last name? Mark. Oh, no. James, so, no. His, uh, James. Uh, how can I? Uh, Nadine and Ed. I, I just. I can't believe. You I blanked. Just, it's I fine. Blanked. But it's fine. But like, yeah. Hurley. They, of course. Hurley. James Hurley. So it could just be called James Hurley. And that'd be it. James, like, Joey. You know, Joey, James. Yeah. yeah, James. Yeah. Um, yeah and a very special <laughs> episode of James. I don't I know. You could have like, special guests with Nate, Nadine comes to visit and stuff. Yeah, yeah. People from Twin Peaks. That's my aunt. Yeah, uh, you could do a back-to-back. Oh, James show first, Twin Peaks second. Oh, no. We got to get off this topic. This is just I the know. worst. What's, what's happening? It, wor- it is the worst. I personally think it's the worst side plot. He's so wooden, and she basically just wants to have. An and so, you know, I think what they were trying to do with that though was that uh, you had this like film noir character, this woman, and like 
yeah, I mean, we'll get into it more into it, but I think that I definitely see what they were getting at, and I just never connected because I always want to just go back to Twin Peaks. I want to, if I could, yeah. we'd have the whole show be Cooper, but you can't have you can't have too much of a good thing. You can't have too much of a good thing. You couldn't have Kyle McLaughlin trying to do the entire show. You need to have other characters. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so then we go to the sheriff station, and we have uh, we have Dick. And, yeah, Andy. Okay, Andy, Dick, and Little Nicky. Little Nicky. Going for a multi. That's yeah. what I wrote. Andy, Dick, and Little Nicky going for a multi. Right. So Little Dick, Little Dick, I just... <laughs> little Dick. He's not Little Dick. It's Little, it's Andy, little, little Nicky. Nicky. Little Nicky. Sorry. So so I think uh, Dick, Dick has, has has basically... I don't know if he's like a big brother or he's like... He's, he's, he's an orphan. He's yeah. not his kid, but he's kind of like... He's renting him out or I don't... Because really, he wants to make yeah. it look like he knows how to handle a child in front yeah. of Lucy. Like, yeah. oh, look at I can be a good boy in front of... I can be a good dad. Right. And I like how, you know, the kid's like, I want a multi. A multi. They call it a multi. I've heard it called a malt. Yes. A chocolate malt. But they call it a multi. And they fight and... Basically, Andy's like, yeah, we'll go. Then the three of them go, and they have a slapstick comedy fest, which is pretty funny. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, it, that's the other side plot. Lucy's helping with the wedding. Um, But I like to oh, see... You, you, oh, wait, I, I just know. There's just another unseen thing that... It's not that great, but I mean, in the script, uh, Cooper's drinking coffee, and he spits it out, and he spits it out because he realized... And I think they say some kind of joke like, temp... So it was basically the temp was making coffee and, and oh, didn't know how to make coffee, coffee for, for Cooper gross. and stuff. But it's but it made me think of like to go back all the way to episode two where he was spitting out coffee. It's hot and stuff. So it was, I, I wonder if they purposely when they I mean this is not in the show, but it, I wonder yeah. if they wrote it because thinking about how he spits coffee before and to just make that connection that you know Lucy's important and she makes good coffee. coffee. Yeah. And they haven't had a real coffee or pie reference in a while. Yeah, I guess not. not or not, Diane. Right. Yeah, yeah Di- and Diane's those... coming up. I think she's in. I think briefly. He... Briefly. Yeah. But those three things you've you've kind of we've kind of lost. But this is the most important part of this episode, I believe. We learn about Black Lodge, and we learn more about the White Lodge. Yes. And, and uh, is it Hawk? Um, yep. Hawk. Hawk tells them because he is Indian, Native American, right. not Indian, Native American, and he tells them. Um, about the the mythology of the White Lodge and the Black Lodge, which I thought was really cool. I Very was like, cool. Oh, this is this is something I'm really excited to hear more about. And I want to have audio of that because it's so yes. good. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Shoot. Oh wait, I think you got I, it. I did have but it. You keep then, rewinding. It. I know. Uh, I can't what, help myself. Why oh, don't we just play it? All right, all right. Figure a way to get you cleared. Well, Harry, the giant said a path is formed by laying one stone at a time. And the giant is brought up too, which is nice. Yeah, Have yeah. Have you fellows heard of a place called the White Lodge? Where'd you hear of it? Well, it was the last thing Major Briggs said to me before he disappeared. Cooper, you may be fearless in this world, but there are other worlds. Tell me more. My people believe that the White Lodge is a place where the spirits that rule man and nature here reside. The local legend goes way back. There is also a legend of a place called the Black Lodge, the shadow self of the White Lodge. The legend says that every spirit must pass through there on the way to perfection. There, you will meet your own shadow self. 
My people call it the dweller on the threshold. The dweller on the threshold. But it is said, if you can... Yeah. Um, so imperfect courage. It... Utterly annihilate your soul. Cool. Yeah, um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was, um, it kind of felt like almost this like purgatory to heaven sort of feel hmm. correlation. <laughs> if I had a, uh, if I had to use some sort of thing I was familiar with, right? A purgatory. Um, and it's interesting that we're he's this whole white lodge, black lodge is brought up now, yeah, because of the whole spirit of Bob. And they had a good conversation outside. About, right. But it was more about what bad men would do and blah, blah, blah. But it's interesting because would Bob's spirit just be a lost spirit that's just he hasn't, he, he can't clear through that uh, that Black Lodge to, because he's a bad spirit? I don't know yeah. if that, it has any correlation or not. No, anything. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, and so there was some more stuff in the script. I think I, I honestly love this. Everything Hawk said was perfect mm. and it's it's memorable and I wouldn't change a thing, but I just I'll share with you the script yeah. where Hawk says uh, in the script, there's also a legend of a place called the Black Lodge, the shadow self of the White Lodge, a place of dark forces that pull on the world. Uh, so, sorry, pull on this world. A world of nightmares, Sh- shamans reduce- reduced to crying children, angry spirits pouring from the woods, graves opening like flowers. I mean, it's, I think it's just, a, I mean, I like I said, Hawks is better. Yeah. But here I think it's trying to say there's a sinister, there is this evil, there's... there's like Bob. Like Bob, yeah, like right. So yeah. right, just like Bob. So I think it's interesting in the script, it seems to be making a clear, maybe a clearer connection of evil, possibly Bob. And I don't know if it's as, it's not as clear, I think, in the TV show. But yeah. I think, I also love that shadow self uh, terminology. And there's yeah. some really interesting things that Hawk says that you can... I think we'll, I think they will re, they will revisit in the future and stuff. Mm. And like, if you want to make a connection to Leland, Bob was Leland's shadow self. Hmm. You know, Leland was the the good, right? And then Bob was the bad. Yeah. And then when Bob came out of Leland, which was the good, it moved on. But it's gonna move on to something else because it's bad. Yeah. And Leland went to a white light, and Major Briggs went to a white light. So. Yes. I Could mean, the white I, light be a uh, white lodge, maybe? Exactly. Uh, maybe. Maybe <laughs> he's going to the white lodge. Because, but if Major Briggs does this a lot, maybe he has some sort of connection between these parallel worlds where he just goes there. Yeah. And what was that figure waiting for him? And, you know, uh, there's a lot more questions than answers, but I guess if I had to put this all together, that's what I would think. Maybe he went to the white lodge. Maybe. 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 Oh, who knows? I mean, right? Yeah, or we, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. But I mean, and we go back to the abductions, and and yeah, there's yeah. a lot of questions, but it's it's fascinating. So then we are now. Uh, you've been asking me. You've said you know you've heard that David Duchovny was going to be on the show. It's we it's now episode 18, mm-hmm. and he shows up. What, what what was your first reaction? You you you're waiting for him, and he he, he opens the door, and there's David Duchovny. <laughs> well. <laughs> First, let me let me say this. When I was a younger, in a record in a like a store, and I heard about Twin Peaks, and I was a huge X Files fan. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to watch Twin Peaks, I knew nothing about it. I knew nothing about it. None of my friends watched it. 
All I heard was Dave Duchovny was in it, but he was in drag. Oh, so you did know it? You didn't know it was, it was when in drag. I was in school. That's okay. the only thing I knew about Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. I knew there was mountains that were Twin Peaks, <laughs> and I knew Dave Duchovny was in the show in drag. Yeah, and I I remember looking at a VHS of an episode or whatever how many episodes were on I don't I don't even remember right. but I remember oh god it was very expensive it was like 25 almost 30 dollars for a VHS that had so many episodes Oh gosh I had to pay over 100 dollars oh. for like seven episodes oh, like wow. for seven episodes like I know we talk about the prices but yeah it was over I think it was it might have been 150 dollars for VHS of just I think the wow. first it was yeah it was ridiculous So now you have it easy Everything's yeah. under twenty bucks. Yeah, majority. Even you, you know, I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah. you, did you collect X Files when it first came out on DVD? I mean, on that VHS. Was, oh, on VHS. Yes. And they, those are crazy prices too. And there was two episodes per cassette tape, and I, yeah, I think they're like twenty, twenty-five bucks. And yeah. You had two episodes. Right. That but I remember it. when they came out on DVD X Files. Oh, it was like huge. Oh, it was again. I think it was one hundred fifty dollars, and I, I paid for you, it. I, I like, remember oh. you bought it. We knew yeah. each other when yeah, you did yeah. that. Um, <laughs> I remember that, and. I was like, ah, oh. but now I think they want to release it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I mean, be I've been cheaper. hearing for years that they're going to do that. I keep thinking yeah. they got to, they get. I feel like they, yeah. And they can watch it all on Netflix for right. ten bucks a month. Right. So I mean, and they're now putting that in. Uh, they have at least some of the episodes in HD now on Netflix. So yeah, yeah. that's cool. So that's so how just, I know about the show is because of this man, David yeah, Duchovny. David Duchovny. And so you see, is now he is in drag. I mean, he I, looks good as a woman. We were talking. <laughs> we were talking uh, before we started recording this show. Yeah. Transgender. Yes, we actually, we were trying to, we were um, make sure we were correct at all this, and yeah. I think I forgot it all. No. Um, oh, no. No, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Um, he is. He, right. The, the thing, I think, well, here's the thing is like, so in this scene, he comes in and he introduces himself. As Denise. As Denise. But then, and then he, there's question whether he's hitting on the sheriff or is he, yeah. is he like, he's does like, he like, them up. does That's he like them? And like, I mean, does he like guys and stuff? And so I think you, off the air, we were talking about yeah. like, is he gay? Is he a cross-dresser cross or transgender? Transgender. Now, as, as a child, I mean, as a child, I was 15. I probably yeah. thought he was gay, right? I, mm-hmm. I. Or he, or I may have thought he was a cross dresser, and so as I'm older, and in, in, in the next episode, there's definitely some some dialogue that makes me think he is a transgendered that likes girls, and it's possible he likes yeah. both. He could, maybe he likes boys and girls. Yeah, but I, yeah. It, it's interesting when we get next the next episode that we talk about. But he he yeah he, I mean he's dressed as a woman, but he wants his he wants to be called Denise. Yes, and he's acting very feminine. Yep. So that's the transgender. Right. Um, and not too feminine. Like, he's not over... I don't feel like he's overplaying this character at But he's all. talking more highly. You yeah. know, yeah. But he's not... I mean, yeah. It's not in your face. Right. Um, like, he's playing a character. Right. Denise. I, I, feel like Twi- I feel like Twin Peaks, or, or the people who made Twin Peaks, are kind of ahead of their times. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Hawk is uncomfortable with, with her. Like, he won't even shake her hand. But at the same time, I feel like they respect her, and Cooper definitely seems to be like, "Hey, I'll go with the flow, and this yep. is who you are now." And like, wow, I think that's awesome. I mean, I think that they're still uncomfortable, but they also still they seem to accept her for who, who she is. Yeah, nobody stuff. said anything derogatory or made yeah. a joke at and, his expense. Right. Yeah. I mean, Which I mean, cool, they, yeah. I know they they, they kind of walked the line, and it's I mean at times, but I think I thought they did a good job with it. This is very ahead of its time. Yeah, for something like this, nineteen ninety. Um, but yeah, it was so 
I was taken back by his hair. I'm like, oh my god! But I'm like, wow. And this is, I think we have we said this is of course before X Files. Uh, you know, X Files yep. was until '93, and uh, and I I think he would say that I think David Duchovny would say this was probably one of his first jobs. Like this is his first job. I think he did like TV commercials, but I think like this is his first real real like TV wow. gig. And yeah, stuff. yeah. And Hawk just got this like crazy look on his face. Yeah. And but you know I love the Denise is like she puts out the hand and she drops it in a way like hey you don't want to shake my hand fine that's fine, that's fine. I, I, I don't care yeah I mean like yeah. I, th- I think that's cool not like not in a mean way or anything it's just like hey whatever I'm cool you know? yeah so, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like David Covey he, 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 he looks good in drag it, yeah he it's does. so weird to seem so young yeah he looks so young and you know he. he I, I think I can say this. I think he, he, he wouldn't mind coming back and coming back for the new se- series of yes. Twin Peaks. And I doing mean, X-Files and Twin well, Peaks. No, play, keep, keep him as Denise. <laughs> Although, you know, for years, I mean, for, for probably, you know, 20 years, people have talked about, like, wouldn't that be cool if we could have X-Files and Twin Peaks crossover? I mean, because they have yeah, similarities in that, that the supernatural. You have this, like, what we're talking about, you maybe UFOs, uh, abduction ideas, and yeah, and I think they totally could do. It would be really cool. I mean, it never happened, but it was you know it would be hey, good fan fiction. Dream. Good fan fiction. Yeah. Um. So basically, we find out that Dennis, aka Denise, is the one that's going to be looking into the whole drug thing. Yes, he he works for the uh, the DA. D yeah. The Drug Enforcement yep. Agency. And. Like, I, I kind of feel like, yeah, D- uh, Denise is on Cooper's side. Like, we're going to help you. We're going to get you through this. And, you know, I feel like I can't, like, he, you know, she can't, uh, you know, what's the word? Like, they're close. So she's like, I got to, you know, yeah. from afar, I can help right. you get through this. Yeah. Like, I can't. Well, it's funny. I mean, there will be a scene later on in this bar, episode at the bar talk. where she says, I forgot how, well, we'll get there. But yeah. she kind of says that she's she's trying to get more in touch with her feelings. And I feel like she's willing to skirt the line or she's willing to – maybe this isn't the right procedure to do things, but you are my friend. I think they are friends. Yes. I mean, they work – they're colleagues. They work together. And so she might be willing to help in any way she can without really – Helping. You know, yeah, yeah, without, without it, getting her hands dirty. Yeah. Because then, then it would be compromised. Right. And then – you know, uh, they they touch upon Nadine's going to be trying with the wrestling team because she's trying to show up in front of Mike by lifting all the weights with her legs. Oh, he's like, you want to try wrestling? <laughs> and oh man, six hundred pounds. She can lift six hundred pounds. Yeah, she is a superhero. I know she really is. Nadine should be on the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> she's an incredible Hulk. Um. I will say this actress does a great job though as as Nadine and she's fun and, and yeah, I enjoy little, it. It's kind of induendo ish. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Right. Pumping pumping iron there yeah. with her feet. Yeah. 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 Sure. And, and the way they're crossed. I mean, they're looking at each other, but it's like yeah, yeah. it definitely is an induendo there. And then the guy is the, the coach there. The coach. Hey, you're getting left a lot of weight here. Yeah. So that that's basically Nadine. And then we go back to um in my notes I put it the Three Stooges cartoon with Andy, Dick, and little Nikki. But there's a quick there's a quick scene with um Josie and Harry. Josie and Harry. Basically Harry's all happy that Josie's back. Josie explains to Harry who everybody was. And she sounds honest. Yeah. It sounds to be a legit story. 
like that was his her husband her husband um sent her was her husband the guy no that was a henchman Right, Jonathan was the, the, hu- the husband. No, Jonathan was just the um the henchman guy. Yeah, yeah henchman guy. He, he henchman. Him, but he was still kind of very controlling. And, oh yeah. And, oh yeah. The know, had, right. Um, but she kind of comes clean, and like is very yeah, happy to be back. Yeah, I think back. she's she's definitely sharing more information than she's ever has, and says you know he's asking her for the truth, and she's ca- sort of giving the truth. So you want to bring up? Yeah, I used sure. to work for a man in Hong Kong. His name is Thomas Eckhart. He helped me. He took me off the streets when I was 16. When you're from a poor family, sometimes they sell their female children. I was lucky. Taught me about life about business. He was my father, my master, my lover. Yeah. And then she met Andrew Packard and, uh, yeah. And he's afraid for his life. Yeah, so... So here's the thing, too. I mean, I, I don't know if this is an appropriate time to talk about it, but it's interesting that if we go... We go back to the secret diary of Laura Palmer. Mm-hmm. And, and there, I think Laura seemed to say that uh, Josie was a prostitute, which actually never came up in the show. And maybe we're hinting at it possibly. Well, we're hinting at maybe through when Jonathan was there and he did seem to take advantage of her. He like raped and, her. He raped her. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, and then she's talking about this other business association where he's a lover and a he master. took care of master. And it's definitely some kind of language. But it's interesting that the Secret Diary of Laura Palmer kind of talked about prostitution where I don't remember anywhere else in the show. Maybe, no. maybe this this point forward, maybe we'll get into it. But it's like Josie is a very complicated character. I mean, yep. yeah. I and mean, he just made her to a shopaholic in the beginning. Like you didn't know yeah, nothing about her. Right. Except and, she bought and she things. seemed like and she seemed like she had trouble with the language sometimes and she mm-hmm. you know, yeah mess up th- how she said things and maybe she would put fish in the percolator. <laughs> there was a fish in, in the, the percolator. Yeah. Um. So after this, oh, you know, I I jumped in my notes, but no, we, we, we go more into the Ernie and I don't think we really yeah I don't think it's there's nothing to, much. But, I mean, basically, they're trying to cover themselves up because they were at the. One eye jacks. One eye jacks, right. and they're like lying. Of course, to Norma doesn't Norma. want to see him. I mean, her mother's left. Ernie should leave with him. Like, why are you still here? I don't want. I don't want exactly. to see you. I didn't want to see my mom. And he comes with this BS story. But yeah, we can. The next scene after this is the malt. It was. Well, I mean, I, I will, I, there will be one other thing I'll, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll have to say, and um, if I can get my notes here together, so. Norma you know, was talking to Ernie, and then Norma goes and see uh, sees Roger, F- FBI, FBI agent Roger Hardly Hardy, and that is uh, you know he's the one that's doing the investigation on Cooper. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in real life, yeah, his the actor's name is Clarence Williams the third, and he was on this TV show called The Mob Squad. And the Mob Squad also had an actress named Peggy Lipton, who is normal on the show. So it's kind of a a, a wink. It's a wink, wink. I mean, I 
I think I said this with Joel. I felt like it was a Joel or somebody. I felt like they don't do that as much in the second season where they yeah. go like winks to TV shows and movies. But I thought it was. Uh, oh, you're right. I mean, actually, it, it, it's the next scene after the, the Nikki. But I still thought I'd just bring that up. That yeah, that's you cool. have this kind of exchange between the two actors that were uh, were in a popular TV show together. Yeah. So yeah, you have the <laughs> little Nikki uh, having a malt and and blows the whipped cream uh, on Dick. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Andy falls off the bench, and there, I like how he's like Uncle Dick, like Andy's saying they keep like Uncle Dick. That I don't know, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> They're like the Three Stooges, and yeah, he spins his chair. It, he spins it. What is he like? In the Incredible Hulk. He yeah. spins the chair, and it flies him right off. Right. It's silly. It's yeah. It's just kind of slapstick, kind of funny. Sorry, Uncle Andy. Yeah. Like how did we? How did the heck did we get all these three together and stuff? Like how did it become this? All because yeah, Lucy's gone. Uh, yeah, all because Lucy's helping with the wedding. And we have James fixing oh, uh, the car. Yeah. I mean, this is the whole. The, her husband's gone for some strange reason. He he's out of town. He's got business. <laughs> you know, he's got business, but she's like you can tell she's bored. She's a bored housewife. Yeah. Um, and she's basically using James as some sort of toy and basically invites him to stay the night. You can stay in a spare room while you're fixing this car. You're doing me a favor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just so, like, I like, they just stare off into outer space talking, doing their little monologues to each other. Because James gets up and he walks towards the camera and he, he... he does his little monologue, <laughs> and she does. Like they're kind of meant for each other. Yeah, they're like these two boring characters. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No offense to James or anything, but it's kind of like he's turned into this like. What bringing up the auto just for fun? One-dimensional person. Roll on the throttle and just rock it blind into the dark. While my cool music's playing in the background. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. funny that he's just yeah looking into space, going to the camera, and yeah, uh, and she's intrigued by his mysteryness. I think right. he comes off as this mystery kid. Yeah, you've seen some things, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, you've seen right. some things. You're only eighteen, but you've seen so much, and you know, yeah, yeah. It's I, kind of the weak, weak part of the show right now. Yeah, I think unless. He has a knife fight with the husband. I don't think it's really going to get any better than this. So then we move to uh, Benjamin Horn's office, and he's watching home movies. And I think he's watching his dad uh, actually lay ground, I mean, uh, for for the Great Northern Hotel. Yeah. And Ben Horn, this is the first time we actually get to see him. Oh, and there's a, yeah, there's him and uh, and his brother Jerry Jerry there, and they're making uh, faces in the camera, and that's. I mean, so it's it's again people reflecting, kind of thinking about their lives, and he's. I mean, he's really. I mean, he's lost everything. Well, he's lost. I mean, he he seems like he's been. You know, he's lost a lot. Because, yeah. I mean, he's probably lost his dignity. He's probably not well respected as much now that he was. Can, you know, uh, brought to jail for for the murder. I mean, he was let. You know, he's no longer. Uh, you know, suspect. Yeah. But I think a lot of things have come out about who he is as a character the whole having sex with laura yeah and then um i mean the only the one eye jack jack's uh place and uh yeah there's a few yeah things like that her his own daughter his own daughter doesn't have respect for him anymore right oh yeah yeah 
And he lost, I mean, the big thing, he lost that, 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 uh, the, the estate that he had to sell that. So this is something he's been working on for months yep. to, to get, I mean, for a long time. Scheming. Scheming. For his Kathleen and who, uh, Catherine and Catherine's not with him anymore. Right. Because they were together. So, uh, somebody turns off the projector and it is, uh, Hank. Hank has made an appearance. And I think Hank is basically saying, uh, you, you're out. Oh, actually, yeah. The, yeah, the projector goes off on its own, but yeah, yeah, basically saying that uh, Renault is running right. Jax, and he's just like, "What?" You know, it was kind of like, "What is going on here?" Yeah, but it's that... funny to go. I mean, it's funny. I mean, I think you uh, you had brought up in the past about how like, oh, what is next scheme is Ben gonna do? But he really is destroyed. I mean, yeah. he's destroyed, and like basically, he's not the he's. You know, I was gonna say that yeah. my uh, my theory on that blew out of the water with the scene yeah i was like it's not ben horn he's right. not behind he's not scheming yeah. he's just depressed right so yeah and everybody's and people are taking advantage of that i mean basically they're saying you're not in charge of this stuff anymore and and then he starts it, it was interesting ben starts talking about redoing his room mm. and i'm like he's talking about feng shui yeah feng shui right. um like you, you design a room to flow to make a positive energy in your room to flow it's called feng shui yeah and it's basically what he's talking about and he's like something? help me move my desk yeah 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 like he's like a brand new like he just wants to start over almost right you know totally want to bring up some audio sure here? sure a real business enhancer on top of which my trusted solicitor the late Leland Palmer turns out to be a homicidal lunatic Tough week, Ben. Do you think the furniture in this room is adequately arranged? I have been toying with the notion that if one could find the perfect arrangement of all objects in any particular space, it could create a resonance, the benefits from which to the individual dwelling in that space could yeah, so it's interesting. It's sort of like um, he's in a funk. So yeah. if he brings positive energy into his life, he could get himself out of it right. and becomes a, like a, a new person. Yeah, start fresh. I had a friend in college who, like, I, I didn't even always knew it was him. That like he would rearrange uh, chairs, but he would stack them on top of each other, and like you, you know, you'd get up, wake up. This is in college, so I'd wake up in the morning, and all of a sudden there was like chairs on top of chairs. But he had <laughs> a, there was a he was an artist, and he had a whole yeah, yeah. design to it, and it was always really you never knew what to expect. It's yeah. like, what is going on here? So you're out, Ben. Yeah, he's basically finding he's that uh, Renault was. Um, Take taking over. over yeah but does he does he tell him everything oh well he tells me he doesn't work for him anymore right and he doesn't say i don't think he tells him the whole cooper playing with the cocaine I think no that's... no i don't think he has any need for, for that and so it's funny like so he loses leo because i mean leo is now yep. you know a vegetable and now he's kind of losing hank and so all his kind of henchmen all his like people that are like kind of deserting him and who knows where where's jerry i mean like so jerry was kind of there for him when uh, when they arrested him, but it seems like Jerry's taken off too. Yeah, but he does he does uh, give Hank a little thing saying that um, Renault is crazy and that he's got to watch out. Yeah, he he he's Satan. Um, you know he he's like a snake in clothing. You know he's deceitful and he could turn on Hank. He could he turned on Blackie. Right. He could turn on That's anybody. True. So 
he needs to realize what he's you know and then he, and then Hank physically actually handles Ben and I think that's when he finally realizes it's over and stuff but yeah but I think he's giving him good All advice right. yeah let's bring up the auto one more time here stuff like this was not part of the script this is something uh that the actor decided to do where it was like i think it ended with him getting like uh with hank just walking out and then the actor basically says you're out and he kind of got like that kind of <laughs> crazy laugh and stuff like that yeah, but i kind of like and i think i think the actor really thought that was one of his best performances in some ways that he he was able to ad lib and, and kind of do something with the character it kind of reminded me a little bit of leland when you saw leland going crazy yeah and you're like oh I, I caught part of me was like did bob go in uh yeah ben <laughs> you know what i'm saying sort of right. like mocking and, yeah but his voice gets deeper right and it was just interesting i'm like yeah. oh you know so he gets a tape and it's not from diane or it's not a diane tape not but a uh, diane tape right. it is a ex-partner tape uh, uh windham earl windham earl sends earl. him a tape and uh basically says the game is on here it's time to yes. play chess and uh so not only is Cooper's light career going down the tubes, now you have his ex-partner who's like um, wanting to start start something with him. Right. Classical confrontation. But I don't get it because the woman died. Why did his partner go crazy? Right. We don't know all the... I mean, we're going to learn. It's going to be a gradual thing that we'll learn what's going on here. But So he has it out for Cooper. Yeah. We just have to figure out why. Right. Huh? But it sounds sinister. I mean, I can bring up some audio. Yeah. Attack. You with your wounds, I with mine. Let me paint you a picture. My knights will skirmish. Lanes of power and influence will open to my bishops and rogues. Pawns will naturally be forfeit. I'm even prepared to sacrifice my queen because I assure you, dear Dale, my goal will be attained at any cost. The king must die. The king must die. And he's willing to sacrifice the queen. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's willing to sacrifice the queen. The king must die. Yeah. So I think there might be some audio, I mean, some uh, some uh, Diane uh, recording, but the script has a lot, a lot of like Diane. Like he basically talking about uh, Major Briggs and he's talking about Wyndham Earl. And I don't know if I want to read the whole thing, but I can read a little bit. That sure. So Cooper says to Diane, what's become of Major Briggs? What is the true significance of the White and Black Lodge? Has Major, clearly a man of no small spiritual advancement, perhaps been attempting to make contact with some element of these pieces in his top secret work? And so, I mean, that's, I mean, we kind of talked about that, I think, a little yeah. bit. Could this be related to his work? Um, I don't know if I want to get into anything else. He does go into Wyndham Earl, and he has to say... Um, Wyndham Earl's voice sounds like the voice that comes on during those uh, those uh, phone inter- those phone call things. Oh, yeah. The mystery voice? <laughs> the mystery, right, yeah. from uh, the sheriff, the, uh, yeah, the uh, sheriff station hotline. Yeah, yeah he funny. sounds like Wyndham Earl. 
It could be Windermere. Yeah. I don't know if we can read anymore, but it's interesting. He kind of goes back into and, and talks a little bit more about that. And it's always unfortunate. I always enjoy the Diane stuff that he talks about. And, he kind of, and again, he kind of... You get to learn a little bit other things that he's interested in and stuff. But. Yeah, and I miss the Diane tapes. The Diane, you know, we haven't had much of Diane. Um, well, and he, he, well, I'll just say he ends it with saying that he wonders if uh, perhaps the question I now seek ans- seek answer answers to lie beyond the old perm. perm- what do you? Well, he basically is saying beyond my life as the bureau. So he ends his Diane basically saying he's wondering if what he's searching for now isn't have to do with, with FBI, but you know maybe yeah. you know other things in his life. So again, I mean, I guess we keep going back to what is Cooper supposed to be doing now and stuff. Mm-hmm. But even he doesn't know. He doesn't know. But he. But yeah, the mystery surrounds his his future. Of what he wants to do, and there's a wedding going on, and we see we see the uh, the pastor, oh. which we haven't seen since the funeral of Laura Palmer. Oh, that's him. Yeah, it's the same oh. guy. And the town's there, and the, the whole town's hanging out. So we 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 had uh, the day before we had a uh, we had a funeral, and today we have a, a wedding. Wedding, and yeah. he's getting married to this young girl, and the brother's like. You know, you're a gold, gold digger, <laughs> and this guy's been married, and she just wants his money, and yeah. blah blah blah. Oh yeah, he gets kicked out, and or he leaves on his own, and but is this thing on? <laughs> yeah, the, the pilot of the mic and stuff. I yep. was my friend and I when we first saw this, we used to always do this. Like, is this thing yeah. on? <laughs> like old man and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really know where they're going with this subplot. I mean. Is their marriage going to become something in the show? I don't think so. Not really. I don't think no. so. Not really. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know the 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 the, the Diane uh, recording they do use is to, you know Diane when you got a moment remind me to tell you about Agent Bryson. Yep. Yeah. And I would love to know what that conversation was like. And then he actually the next scene we're at the reception and uh, Cooper does run into uh, uh, Denise. Denise. And what we talked about is what they talk about yeah um that she i mean she yeah it, gonna help it, cooper yeah, yeah which is cool it's really cool so i mean that's basically the gist of their conversation and and then uh also talking about how one day he would go undercover just as a female and liked it yeah and then we have uh, the log lady which i haven't seen in a while the log lady and yeah i just love milford weddings yes. so that Aww. makes it funny yeah. that there's been multiple right. milford there's been five, weddings there's yeah. been five weddings and this is <laughs> Yeah, very cool stuff. Uh, and I think what is it? A little bit in a little bit. Uh, Den- does Denise dance with Andy? I think is that is that in the yes, yeah, so, they uh, dance. Uh, and Andy looks goofy and happy, like uh, he's confused. Should I enjoy this dance? I don't know. But I'm funny. Andy, and I don't know. Um, oh. So what else do we have? So yeah, we have the dancing, and then we have- oh Josie asked Catherine for help. And to protect her against yeah. um, Edgard, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Ed, yeah. Yeah. And this is interesting. You'd help kill yeah. my brother. Right. Yeah. And. Right. So, I mean, and then what we're going to discover. Oh, yeah. I remember this now. Yes. Um, we. We we learned that her, we, we yeah the episode ends with we actually learned that uh, Andrew is not dead. Yep. We, you know Hank is a terrible murderer. Yes, he's not very good. He, he can't kill Leo <laughs> with with a gun. He I think that, yeah I mean so yeah so Andrew's still alive. Yep, and they're scheming together. The brother and um, 
are going after Eckhart. They want to use her yeah, to get Eckhart bait, to come to them. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's sort of like uh, the episode of Seinfeld where the fact they're like, well, you have to become my maid. Yeah. And it's like like the episode of Seinfeld when they get the pilot to do a show, it's the guy, beco- they get in a car accident and he has to become their butler. That's yeah. what it reminded me right. of. I'm like, so like, oh, you have to be my maid now. You have to do everything. Right. And I want breakfast in bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the cre- it's interesting. The credits is is the uh, the the family film of uh, Benjamin Horn. It, it ends with credits because usually our credits are still usually Laura Palmer's picture in the last two episodes case. haven't. Last uh, episode wasn't Laura Palmer either. I don't remember. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't make a note of that. It, but it, it was the it was. I forget what it was, but it was not Laura Palmer. Okay. Laura Palmer has disappeared from the ending of the credits. I think she'll come back. I think she does return to oh, the credits. Oh, no. Don't a- tell me. Matt, another another person who looks like Laura comes back. No, I won't tell you that. But I did <laughs> I did say that that was, that, that was a, a thought for season three, that they'd have a redhead. Uh, you know, yes. play. Yeah, she'd play a redhead and stuff. You know but she's going to come back for the new show. Really? How would she come back? <laughs> Another cousin we didn't know about? There you go. Something, right? Nah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I mean, some way, somehow, I think it's cool to have Laura Palmer in, in the series. Like, yeah. Some, yeah, in some way. It, it, the show was founded on Laura Palmer. Right. So. And there's still mysteries to discover. Yeah, and we it's so know, weird we because the we're not talking about Laura Palmer anymore. And it's like we talked about her so much now right. that she's gone. The show feels kind of empty without her. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I yeah. know it's a it's a tricky juggling act. I mean, how do you solve a mystery and then still kind of make you feel like that that that, that everything we've talked about in the past can still be part of the show? I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's the town folks, like you say yeah. uh, before. It's the town folks to add to the mysteries of, of just the town. Right. What, what's the mystery? The White Lodge, the Black Lodge. What's yeah. the mystery of um, you know, the owls, the log lady. Mr. Uh, Major Briggs disappearing. Right. So we've added all these cool mysteries because we don't have that one big mystery anymore. We have multiple mysteries. Yeah. It's a lot of mysteries. Which is, you know, it's heading in a direction yeah. and we'll have to see where it goes. We need Scooby-Doo on the case. <laughs> Scooby, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so that's it. That's episode 18. Yeah. It was, See, it wasn't It wasn't a lot on this. Ep- the last episode had a lot more. This one you know, had kernels of the beginning of something. Yep. You know, just the giving you. And to me, it's still the best that w- what Hawk had to say about yes. you know. I mean, that was uh, my favorite part of the yeah, whole episode. Too. Oh, definitely for yep. sure. Well, all right then. What? Well, well, we should uh, say. Uh, you know, how can you reach us? How can you uh, contact us if you want to tell us about the show? You know, talk uh, on the Twitter, the Twitter sphere, the Twitter. The Twitter. We got a lot of folks on the Twitter. We thank you for everybody who has retweeted. We thank everybody who's favored. We thank everybody who has followed us. On Twitter at um, yep. Twin Peaks Unwrapped, and then you can find us on Facebook, Twin Peaks Unwrapped. You can like us. We're getting more people on there. I'm sharing more on boards, and you can email us at TwinPeaksUnwrapped at gmail.com. And did you say iTunes? You can leave a review. Re- review and rate us, please. Yes. Um, let's get the iTunes. Let's get everybody who listens to If you listen to us on iTunes, rate us. And leave a review if you can, and let's get the show in the top 50 in the arts and film, the TV and film section. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be go something. For it. Why not? So I think we'll, we'll leave off with, uh, I think this was in the second season DVD 
uh, set, David Duchovny talks. David Duchovny talks a little bit about his character, and I thought it'd be oh, fun man. to just uh, end the show off with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm excited to hear this. Cool. I've never been in drag, and I thought, well, Jesus, how am I going to do that? No, I just kind of showed up on set. They nared my legs. I got put in a big dress, and we tried on wigs, and they slathered on, you know, this white makeup over which they put, you know, a skin tone. And it was just, uh, and then I showed up on set. I think that when I auditioned, I auditioned very differently because uh, I must have auditioned much more stereotypically effeminate. And then when I put on all this makeup and, and everything, it became clear to me that less was more, that the presentation was, would be funnier if I didn't push it so hard. So then uh, just kind of discovered that having gone through the makeup. Exactly how old was it? 